1: Hello and welcome to The podcast, the nature and countryside podcast from BBC Countryfile magazine. And a very warm welcome to Season 10, where we're exploring the histories and mysteries of the British landscape. We'll be walking in ancient lands, unearthing forgotten myths, and even stumbling across a few chilling tales of the supernatural. And as ever, we'll be enjoying encounters with wonderful wildlife along the way. My name is Fergus Collins and I'm the host of this podcast. So welcome to episode five, an episode where I test my mettle with a day's walking with two old friends in the wilds of Asint in the far north of Scotland. The highlight of the day involved climbing a particularly formidable peak known as Sullivan, And this dramatic bastion looks out over a rugged landscape of locks, glens, crags and coast, and promised adventure, spectacular wildlife and tales of the dramatic history of the region. It also promised vertigo a lot of vertigo. So I'm very grateful to my friends, historian Joel Burden, and navigator and organizer of the expedition, Gavin Meredith, for the chat and entertainment along the way. So listen on for one of the most terrific days I've ever had in the British countryside. I hope you enjoy it too. It's a surprisingly bright, beautiful morning in the Highlands. And I'm walking along a rather broken track Aside, gorse, a wild gorsey landscape, and then there's a, a calm looking lock, at the bottom of a valley, bottom of a glen, and beyond, layers of hills rise on top of each other until there's a most extraordinary lozenge shaped sort of like a rocket, a peak climbing into the cloud. And I'm aiming for that peak. It's called uh, Sullivan Sullivan it, it looks it'll be the most impressive mountain I've ever climbed. Uh, so that's the mission for today and I'm happily in bright sunshine at the moment, but I've got a lot of water on board, food, several layers, waterproofs, ready for anything, hopefully, and uh, who knows there might be eagles there's certainly be lots of interesting life along the way. So there's sort of buttercups and orchids in the verges of this lane. So complete, completing this expedition are two of my old university chums, Joel. Hello. Hello. And uh, Joel is our expedition historian, so will regale us with tales of <laughs> myths, legends and history. And Gav is our. What are you, Gav? <laughs> Sidekick. <laughs> Gav Gav's our navigator. It's Gav. It's that Gav. Are we calling it Sullivan? Sullivan. Sure. Sullivan.
2: I think it's something. I think it's something approximating to Sullivan. Yes, but um, Sullivan. okay.
1: It's obviously Gaelic word. So happy to be corrected, but uh, for the purposes of this expedition into the wilds.
0: Along a tarmac track. Well, well, <laughs> well this is
1: originally a Pictish track, <laughs> wasn't it? Was it, Joel? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Very broken we're track. We're actually is. on a track to a hunting lodge.
2: Oh, okay. um, so I think what actually happened was that this land was cleared and um, was uh, obviously in the hands of a wealthy family and was developed as a, as a lodge uh, for deer hunting.
1: Oh, OK. So,
2: which probably explains why in Lochinver, Inver where we've come from we keep on bumping into red deer wandering down High Street yeah uh, probably safer but it's owned by the community Being in the village. now it's been, it's been um, the lodge has actually sort of uh, been acquired by the community so I'm not quite sure I guess what we might see is when, when we get there not exactly
1: how it's used but it's uh, it's no longer in private hands so Satgav um, how many miles have we got to walk to we actually reach the mountain?
0: Um.
1: How many hours are we getting?
0: I think it's about a, a two-hour walk in.
1: Two-hour walk to the mountain, something like that. Yeah. Maybe a little longer. The only thing about that is it's a two-hour walk back. <laughs> well, if, if no my... pain, no gain. Yeah.
0: No visual pain. I mean, no, look no, at that it's mountain. Absolutely beautiful. It's yeah. lovely, isn't it? The brooding mountain
1: in the clouds at the moment, and no other, nobody else around. We have the whole of this area to ourselves. So we've reached Glen Canis Lodge.
3: Right.
1: Um, and cross blackbirds. The navigators are poring over the map.
2: I'm just following the walking highlands. I just wish I'm they'd read it.
1: Yes, it's being I'm being usurped. By
0: uh, <laughs> oh, right, technology. The historians. Uh,
1: Lots <laughs> of very are. very cross blackbirds. So, so what's uh, sort of Outlines of walls in the ground, well, two or three feet high, metre high, like the outlines of the walls of a of a dwelling.
2: Yeah, I think there was there was a village uh, or some sort of hamlet or settlement um, close to the lodge. So this could be it. I'd, and essentially, what happened was in the or sort of around 1800s, sort of very early 1800s, the land was cleared by the um, by the land uh, owner. It was, I think it was the Sutherland family at that stage. The, this area had been through the hands of several families, but by that stage it was the Earls of Sutherland. And essentially the people were kind of moved to the coastal Forcibly areas, the remains, and, and, new, yeah. and new kind of villages were, were, were created. So Loch Inver, where we've come from, is actually a kind of uh, modern village in a sense, kind of created in the very early 1800s. And the interior was 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 cleared so that the land could be um, developed for sheep farming or I and think in this instance, as I said earlier, um, uh, for the deer. Um, deer lodge, a deer hunt. So lodge, you do yeah. find as you as you kind of come through these sort of areas sometimes traces of, of it, lost villages and settlements gap, really.
1: Few, fewer people live in this landscape one, than there were 150 years ago. all these little tales sad tales hidden in the landscape.
2: So all these people come back from you know sort of New Zealand and Canada and all these places with Scottish sort of Scottish heritage, heritage that you know I think that, you know, probably trace their families back to that kind of period um.
1: So here we're passing through gates that are giant gates and fences are nine feet high, three meters high. Maybe yeah. a little less, shaped, eight, eight, eight feet, two meters. It's uh, these are deer fences, I'm assuming, to keep somehow keep the deer off. Um, some of the precious. I don't know what. Well, yeah, okay. needs a lot of the ground flora. There are a lot of orchids around. Lots of that looks like a wild marjoram or something. wild thyme. That is, yeah, wild thyme. So it's quite impressive to see these massive fences cutting across the landscape to keep the deer at bay. Joel, you've done some research. How tall is this?
4: I think it...
2: no. So the biggest the biggest hills in Scotland are, are known as Munros. Quite a lot of Munros. This isn't one. It's not tall enough to be one. And this area of of, uh, of the Highlands, which is called um, Ascent, has several of these kind of hills, rather like. Sullivan, which are lone hills sticking up. Um, but I think, Gav probably knows this better than me, but I think there's only one hill in the whole area that actually counts
1: as a, a Munro, which a is Monroe. a 1,000 metres. But to look at, you wouldn't believe it. It's the no, fabulous, really, it? They look very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> the heather is beginning to flower here, and there are little butterflies in the grass. And the heather... Yeah, little skippery or argosy type butterflies, and loads of orchids. It's a real sort of untamed area, isn't it? There's no farming up here. There's no settlements. Just this little dirt track. Yeah. Pretty
2: much the only they've done is put a
1: path down. So there's purple and white heather in flower, just tufts of it greening. So it's beginning to get its summer. Some of the plumage, as it were. Uh, That's that's cotton grass. It is cotton. Yeah, yeah. lovely nodding, sort of little silky parachutes caught in the grass. Much more definition as we get closer to the Sulven. Um, But in the foreground, there's some impressive, great lumps of shoulders of rock barging out of the. Out of the landscape,
2: There's like a shadow in the sky, isn't it really?
1: Yes, yes, a sort of looming, sort of like a face almost. It's forbidding. I yeah.
2: Think actually, it can be less forbidding when we get on top of it. Yeah, hopefully.
1: Yeah, hopefully there's a nice, easy path up the side of it. There's <laughs> there's no obvious path on this northern face or eastern face. Ooh. Yeah, I was just thinking. oh said, sort of, what are those? But they're bilberries. Yeah. They just, because they haven't been eaten by sheep. I don't recognise them. (laughs) They've got lovely long leaves. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So if we get
0: lost in the wilderness for for a couple of months.
1: Yeah, if if it was uh, September. Yeah, yeah, we 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 may be self sufficient for a while. (laughs) We're lost in the wilderness till September. We'll have to find something to eat before then.
0: It's beautiful, little each other. (laughs) (laughs) Short straw.
1: So there's a huge caterpillar on the path here. I have to take a photo of that or Gav. I think that's an emperor moth caterpillar. It's actually massive, it must be 8 or 9 centimetres long. Yellowish, sort of spots on its flanks and then dark greeny black lines. What a corker. So that's cuckoo food, yeah. I love a nice hairy caterpillar. Lunch is served. Yeah, there we go. So we're not going to starve out here anyway. It might tickle in the throat as it goes down, but. <laughs> not as bad as doing a Covid
4: test. Uh, oh,
1: hey, what's this little. Wee. It's a little orange butterfly. Will it settle? It will settle. That is. Oh, that's a pearl, small pearl bordered fritillary. That's an absolutely gorgeous creature. So it is largely orange, a sort of fiery orange with lines of patterned spots. Yeah, small pearl-bordered fritillary. What a, what a joy.
2: I mean, the thing is it's actually quite um, nice and common as muck, but um, it's actually the heather. Yeah, it's lovely. Because at yeah. this time of year, it really is just beginning to flower. Really pretty, and
1: the slopes will go purple eventually once it's all in. But flower.
2: we've also seen all this. I mean, I don't know what that is, but the, it's got great sweeps of yellow as well. Of course, that's gorse. A flowering gorse. Okay. A
1: little burn just trickling out of the hill. Refreshing. Have you ever drunk from a Scottish burn, or do you not trust the?
2: Not even I the water up here. We have done, but um, yeah. you're not supposed to, really, are you? It's a sad thing. It's, yeah. One suspects it slightly depends on which burn you choose. Yeah, um, and I suspect that Robbie Burn, <laughs> <laughs> Chinese Burn, you to put your calcium <laughs> tablets, <laughs> and yeah. whatever it is, it's, uh, there's a tablet you can have, isn't there, that you can walk and buy that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: you'd obviously drink it if you were desperate. I was in the wilds. It's a very sad thing that we can't trust our natural water supply. Almost anywhere in Britain. That's a pretty uh, pretty bad
0: state of affairs. On a positive note... Yeah, yes, why not? I've got a a (laughs) can of amber ale (laughs) in the backpack in case we're dying of thirst. Uh yeah I forgot to put I'm quite glad I
1: don't have the extra weight actually but yeah it's a nice i
3: have a sit before he does his
2: Captain Oaks thing
1: yeah (laughs) they never found Gav's body (laughs) just found an empty beer can (laughs) the it's
2: the very fat golden eagle
3: (laughs) (laughs) couldn't take off
1: (laughs) (laughs) they could never work out why the three friends fell out (laughs) Uh, We've just crested a, a bluff, a little crag, and before us is a gorgeous little well, small river, a large burn. And we sort of sideways on to Sullivan now, and it's quite easy to see. It. I mean, it's impossible to climb this, this, like, are you sure it's climbable? You did With pack this. the ice sack and the crampons, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I've got crampons, but... It does a bit,
2: <laughs> bit like the north Face of the Iger from here, doesn't it? Yeah, it's
1: but harder. Yeah, uh, so there's, there's, somewhere there's a path, a, a route where we won't need ropes, and, because I'm not convinced at this stage that
0: I'm sorry to say there's no funicular. <laughs>
1: oh...
2: It's not as high as we think. So, seven so high,
1: 720
2: meters. No, no 7, we, we 731. think it's 7thri- 731. One is 731. Right. So it's not a Munro, which is the highest mountains in Scotland. Uh, we think 3,000 feet is a Munro, which is yeah. what well, it's not. It's <laughs> not a Munro, uh, but it has the appearance of one because it's all on its own. Yeah, it's
1: a really And it rises buttress.
2: up from well, not too far off sea level. So it's a uh, has that appearance of being towering.
1: Yeah. hope to see this would be an eagle-haunted glen here. It's
2: like the sort of Sugarloaf Mountain over Rio, isn't it, really? Yeah. But without the city
1: below. We still seem to have got no nearer it. after... A <laughs> <laughs> so the see, light, see, so see can, the sort of lines coming down. Yeah, the, the
2: light's just catching it now. Yeah,
1: it's beautiful.
2: just dappling, isn't I'm it? I'm actually it's trying to see if I can
1: see... Uh, is there, uh, Can I see waterfall inside, or am I...? definitely erosion lines down the side aren't there? There's no, something it's kind of crazy. wide there, it
2: might be water, it might not be, yeah. I'm not sure There's a very interesting kind of very horizontal well, sort like of line belt line. line belt line, yeah, it has that appearance, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's as if it's, someone's tightened its midriff <laughs> So I, I Middle-aged spread. <laughs> I, <did it. laughs> yeah. I think it's created <laughs> by um, yeah. well, What causes that? Is I, re- it must be an erosion of a, of a or a, a softer I th- rock or something?
2: I think I, I heard it's um, it's, the, it's um, created by, you know, the, in the Ice Age. It's sort of, it's kind of eroded from, a, I think, presumably sort of glacial sort of stuff. Okay. Take, causing the sort of very steep sides. and It's very old. Th- th- this it's some walls Gav, here. you know this, don't you? It's sort of this... The mountains here are the oldest in the... Are the this part of... Scotland has the yeah. oldest mountains in the, in the whole of the UK. Yeah, Some of the oldest fi- rocks in the world. Yeah. So. I
0: have a feeling, yeah, but um, I mean, it's a very special geological area from what I remember reading. I'm going to say Lewisian Gneiss. Yes,
2: <laughs> but. Um, there's definitely Gneiss in there. Gneiss. <laughs> <laughs> I had thought possibly it was caused by sort of, you know, like, there were volcanic <laughs> plugs, but the, it's not. It's not volcanic, it, it's,
1: uh, it's glacial. This this whole area was covered, obviously, in ice age. Magnificent dry stone walls to our left here. A little bit crumbling, but pretty ancient looking. And um, signs of farming up here, then. I just love the way
0: they're representative of thousands of hours of hard work. You've got to take your hats off to
1: the people that that built them out here. That's a stone chat, that's a very handsome male stone chat. A sort of peachy peachy breast and a really acute white cheeks and a black head.
2: It does sound a bit like a camera lens, doesn't
1: it? Yeah. Just two pebbles being knocked together. So he's oh, wow. yeah. he's posing beautifully. Interesting mound behind with a single solitary sta- stone just perched atop yeah. it.
0: You get these sort of
1: random rocks dumped by glaciers. Yeah, yeah. It. So we just paused, we've come. We're still looking at the flank of Sullivan and there's a couple of foothills to surmount. The path seems to be taking us on a wide circle around, perhaps to an easier approach. But in the foreground is very Reedy lochan. It's just exceptionally beautiful, reflecting a bit of the blue in the sky. And then there's a few pipits, meadow pipits. Yes, the mountain uh, looks a, a little bit more benign in the sun. In fact, we are quite a lot closer to it now. The uh, expedition photographer is. Uh, Capturing these precious scenes, hopefully.
2: I said it's interesting um,
1: how the Gaelic
2: is is preserved in the landscape. Yeah. So, so you know the the actual speaking Gaelic is quite, I think, limited uh, to particular. In terms of you know people actively speaking it uh, in communities, I think it's it's you know quite restricted and probably to a large extent now in the Outer Hebrides, but the whole of the landscape of the highlands is you know, is essentially uh, preserves the Gaelic language in terms of the, the names of the locks, the mountains.
1: They're beautiful words, so I, you need know, a little bit of a lesson in how to speak here. It's a challenge, isn't it? That's if yeah. you're
2: visiting, it's not quite clear always how to pronounce properly. Um, um, although um People will tell you if you ask uh, in the village or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, well, they seem pretty happy to tell us. But yeah. it's uh, and the road signs, lots of new road signs showing both Gallic and English names for things, rather like in Wales, uh, where you get the dual dual language. I mean,
2: I think that I, I mean a lot of the names do reflect, you know, the shapes. the stories or legends or whatever you know yeah. there's a sort of there's a sort of hidden magic in it yes if you can actually sort of pause and find out it, it opens a door to the perhaps the way in which it was looked at in the past and also i'm saying gaelic which um is, is gaelic? gaelic i think gaelic
0: gaelic is scottish gaelic, gaelic irish. is irish yeah, yeah.
2: gaelic yeah. Um, yeah. so it means pillar in north silver means
1: pillar okay so this area was settled by the Vikings, Danes, whoever, like yeah, in the sort of 10th, 9th, 10th century. Yeah, the
2: Vikings were sort of all the way down, were around the top of Scotland, um, not Old peace and Shetlands, but all the way down uh, the west of Scotland. And actually until 13th century, it was under the uh, control of Scandinavian kings. Um, Really? So this part of Scotland was So this part of Scotland wasn't actually under the control of the kings of Scotland, it was under the control of of kings of uh, Denmark or Norway, I can't remember which, Uh, until the 13th century. There was a big battle and then the kings of Scotland got control of it. But then you then had the the lordship of the Isles, which was a sort of semi-independent essentially kingdom, which stretched all the way down the... West Coast, included the Isle of Man, and also um, parts of Northern Ireland.
1: And that was still, that was still a Viking, a
2: Norse? It was a sort of Norse descendant kingship. Right. And also it was one rather like, I suppose, the Viking way of life, which was dominated by
1: galleys. Or, or galleys, sort of, longships. Yeah, Long ships.
2: yeah. So one of the things you'll notice if you come to the Highlands even today is that there's hardly any roads. Um, and in fact most of the roads that there are are relatively recent and they go back to the sort of time after the Jacobite r- Risings when there was a desire to control the highlands a little bit more so they right. put roads in um, prior to that people got around by boat much more I mean there were pathways and, and you know it's not that people didn't travel on land but it was a lot easier to get around by by boat so and all,
1: and all the good land was on the coast anyway presumably
2: yeah so in, in fact it was in terms of a, a kingdom a kingdom that was sort of a, a connection of islands was quite a viable way of having a kingdom if you had a system that relied on yeah. travel by boat rather than travel by land um, uh, interesting.
1: um I, d- I didn't know that the vikings had survived quite as long as that well you're yeah, descendants of but this is an Don't know what this is. Should be able to get binoculars on it though. It's on the other side of the lock. So we've located this bird now, and it's sitting inside like a little little nipple on on the of heather, and just making its funny little call. I'll be able to track it down what it is. But it's grey, like a uh, like a dove, with a long bill. It's got a darker back, hasn't it? Yeah, might be a. Godwit. Maybe the bill isn't long enough. I we'll have to find out what birds nest up here and narrow it down. Could be a, a completely new species. How
2: exciting! Looks like a, a, a nest, right? Isn't
1: it? Yeah. it Could be sitting on. It's a fun little prominent size, and normally they don't call if they're on a nest because they don't want to draw attention to themselves.
0: Not a snipe or anything.
1: No. It's to, too. Uh, the coloration's wrong. Has got a long bill, though, hasn't it? Yeah. I'll be able to work that out. And just along from that other way, there's now a sandpiper. I think this is a green sandpiper. Uh, just in a boggy margin of a, this loch'en. We're just uh, we're just on a on a bridge here. This is the song of the Highlands. And our route now turns towards Sullivan properly. We've been going an hour and a half, maybe two hours already. So we're, we're struggling yeah, with the map, but the we're gonna go we're taking our the right arm. fork.
0: It doesn't say where you where you leave this but...
1: No. But this looks like a walker's path. Properly maintained, and it's heading more towards the mountain. Fingers crossed. I, I
0: suppose think. this is the ascent, the start of the, the start ascent, of the big climb. It? Yeah, so
1: seven hundred metres up, we go. Probably up and down a bit,
0: but mm. mostly up.
1: Sulven, here we come. So we've done the first smidge of the ascent. Really is quite a daunting climb ahead. But down the down the glen here is a lovely lock. Loch nage- the game. Beautiful lock glittering in the sunshine. But we've got we've got like a a hill in the foreground which would be like, yeah, that's a tough little climb. And then beyond that it's just, it looks like a sheer wall. And there's a skeleton of a a tree stump here. Very like a giant spider, bleached by the Scottish sun. So it's not that bleached. It's like an elephant's vertebra. Ah, so we've just been up an endless flight of stairs, but we're not even tackling the main mountain yet. As you can tell, quite strenuous on my ancient body but uh it's just two of us left now. <laughs> <laughs> no Joel is just behind somewhere. Uh everyone's gotta take it at their own pace. Gaff being the youngest uh, just forging on. We just go straight up there then. It looks like we just go straight up the middle there. Yeah yeah oh, oh, behind
0: have... us just peeking over the that ridge behind you can see Quinag. Quinag, is that the first one? The dark? Uh, it's a
1: series of peaks. Is it? Oh, Quinag. Yeah. No, that's eagle territory. Uh, yeah, I
0: think there's f- yeah. four peaks of it.
1: Fewer eagles here, aren't there? Well, I can't see any eagles. No. My but life I'm sure on they... quest. Yeah, they must hunt over I'm here. I'm sure they get out this far, yeah. yeah. Although what they eat, I mean, I guess there's mountain hares and deer and things that we just haven't seen here, but... I can see there where the the other track snakes up towards the yeah. uh, Joel, Joel's Joel, John's just aged five years. <laughs> Looking good. Looking good for a man twice your age. Oh, a massive, a massive ground beetle scuttles across the path. Uh, so we get round this lock, about a quarter of a mile, and then the final ascent, of ascent, the final ascent. Can we make that pun? Does it work?
0: Yeah. No, first no. warning. I okay, think.
1: okay. Uh, this will test our hearts out of it hearts and lungs and thighs and knees, ankles. But oh, we can do it in stages. Quite daunting actually. It's a long old walk up here. Yeah, so here we are at the foot of the last big climb. I wonder how long it will take us to get up.
2: Uh, I'm going to say it might depend on who we're talking
1: about. about. 20 minutes. Yeah,
2: maybe 20 20, maybe.
1: 30. We're climbing a little bit into the sun. Now we're beginning to go up. I'm going to turn off for now. And I'm going to see you at the top.
0: You've broken the back of it.
3: Yeah.
1: So about three-quarters of the way up of this climb. Yeah, no worries. looking down onto a landscape of no trees, just locks, crags, rumbling, rolling landscape, occasional bothies and peaks of quinag in the distance. How are you feeling, Gav? (laughs) I can speak. You can speak.
2: That's positive.
1: Joel, any words for the listeners at this stage? Perseverance,
2: <laughs> I think it's the word.
1: Perseverance, yeah. It's a sort of...
2: Perseverance it's in the face of extreme adversity.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I must admit, it was very daunting at the bottom, uh, at the first couple of hundred metres. But Gavin and I have been having a fairly jolly chat climbing up here, and it's got easier somehow.
2: That's the key, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's just got easier. And... Um, you know, it is a precipitous drop below me and I'm not brilliant with heights so it's quite uh, looking right down but we just passed a lovely couple who, with their dog who left about an hour earlier than us and they're on their way down and they're almost at the bottom already so it's quite quick going down but we plough on and we're getting to the saddle there's a sort of rock chimney above us just great crags which... And there are wrens singing up here. Of all the mountain birds, there could be. There's wrens. Bless them. Just climbing around this rocky pillar.
0: Someone scratch, scratch
1: into the rock here. Aaron. Forty nine. On 4th yeah.
0: oh, of the ninth,
1: sixteen. Yes. Oh wow, what a rock! Ooh, makes me feel quite funny actually. There we go. That's that's weird. I've got this weird vertiginous feeling. <sighs> yeah, that's just a rock that sticks out. Oh, amazing. Just hangs over the valley, the glen. Just looking at it gives me strange feelings in my lower abdomen. That's a crow. That's a raven. Is it? Yeah.
0: Just above our heads.
1: Is that? Where is he? Oh, yeah. Nearly there. I can see the shadow keeps coming over me. Oh, yeah. Ravens on the peak here. Or black eagles. I think I'm coming up a last set of beautifully made steps. Who made these steps? You're incredible. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Right on a precipitous wedge. Oh my word. View out to sea. It's incredible. And there's still a climb out to the very highest point of Sullivan. there is a ring-oosal, ring oozles above me, absolutely incredible. Two ring-oosals right at the top of Sullivan, I can't believe how lucky I am there. Ah, it's just such a big drop down, it's going to be tremendously difficult to come down. So we're on the saddle here, we've made it, there's, there's another 15 minute climb, what do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say. Looks pretty precipitous. I, I definitely felt a little bit vertiginous when I arrived here and saw that it just dropped down the other side. But I mean, we can see yeah.
2: in both directions now, which yeah. is the first time that's been possible.
1: Uh, and there's just this stack, stack poly, which is a sort of sawn off, snapped off looking mountain. So that's loads that of straight ahead. With, yeah. Uh,
2: it looks like a castle on top of it Yeah, area.
1: that's a good description. It's. Um, and then the Summer Isles are out in the beyond the peninsula. What peninsula is this one, Gav? Then this is.
0: I'm not sure. Well, that peninsula over there is. On the other
1: side of it is Achiltibuie. Achiltibui. The All
2: of Assent As- here,
1: really. Yeah, Assent, which is a sort of is it a kingdom? What what is Assent? Just a region? It's a parish. A parish. A parish of Assent. So that's one parish. The whole of that.
2: Um, it was the land of the McLeods for a while, and then the Mackenzies.
1: Um, Look at these ravens on the edge of the cliff here, just hanging over the valley. No vertigo there. Feels like we're on top of the world, but we're not. We're not near the summit yet. We've right. done. Yeah, let's, we, let's we've let's done four fits. Wall.
2: I think we should do that wall at least. Okay, um, let's get to the wall. Um, so
1: there is a man-made wall up, up here. It's unbelievable. It's Incredible. Yeah. Most improbable wall in the world. Yeah. Um, improbable. <laughs> shelter of this wall. Shelter? Yeah. So what's, what's the story of the wall? Why is there a wall on top of Sullivan?
2: Well, I don't know, it's, this which, is the thing, it's, which, it's, a, it's a bit of a mystery, but... Um, I mean, how many walls would you say we've seen in the last 10k? Not many. So we've got all this
1: way, yeah.
2: and then we've got right on top of the mountain, and then there's this enormous wall.
1: Which sort of drops down precipitously. Perfectly we built. I can barely bring myself to look upon it. It's so... Um, mm, really very well
2: hard, hard to think of a better wall mm. on top of a mountain. So there's a story that it's um, it's a famine wall, which was essentially it was it, it was a project to keep people busy during potato famine. A famine. Well, Why on earth it's... you'd actually decide to put it on top of a mountain? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it seems like enough getting up. S- seems like an act of cruelty. <laughs> um, yeah. That's one of the um, meanest things I've ever heard. Uh, but, um, thank that's true. Not, it shelter, maybe, but, um, <laughs>
2: providing
0: us with an amazing windbreak.
2: So that would have been the uh, <coughs> 1840s, if that's if that's right. Um, in the very far, far distance, you can see a splash of green, which is about the only obviously cultivated piece of land. In,
1: yeah, in the whole.
2: As far as you can see.
1: Yeah, it's totally wild and rugged. Untamable. I suspect there were lots of crofts down there, and if you look carefully, you might see this odd, odd uh, little bit of wall. Or it doesn't seem to be much. A magazine. Yeah. All right. So, uh, how's how's your climb been? Great. Yeah.
0: Challenging for me, but yeah, well, challenging for me
1: definitely. It's (laughs) one sitting here. Yeah. yeah, Uh, Yeah. Eating, well, eating crisps. <laughs> yes. You've been to the top? Not yet, no, no, no. Saving <laughs> that, saving, saving that. It's
2: well. yeah. a wee bit less windy here, so we just sort of yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had lunch, at this. You yeah. had lunch
1: at the top, yeah. did you? No, no, no. Oh. It came down yeah.
2: behind a rock face, so perfect.
0: Very sensible. Lovely.
1: Okay. Well, enjoy the descent. Thank you. We're about to make the final ascent. Your camera The very <laughs> final ascent. There's been lots of final ascents today, but this is definitely the last <laughs> one to the very peak of sullivan oh dear it's I've definitely got vertigo bit of an open stretch to relax on up here there's narrow little paths and there's no danger it's just a long old a long old scramble there's one more big big climb up I think there's a sense of the land falling away on all sides. That is the most sort of... I find quite frightening. Uh, I've never climbed a mountain like this before, so um, it will be quite an achievement for me to get there in the end. There's another one! (laughs) Can't believe it! Full summit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. At the top, had to conquer a few demons there. Oh, the view is incredible, but my stomach is so assaulting. Anyway, it's so beautiful. So many mountains, so many locks. It's uh, sorry about the wind. Done it. Well. This is it. Neither. Yeah. Ah.
0: That was. Congratulations. How are you feeling? Um, not too bad.
1: Yeah, you're done all right. Got a uh, spring in my step. Um... Yeah, I'm just sort of clinging to the top of the mountain now. With a sort of. I'm very grateful that it's all solid rock. As you can feel, it's a strong breeze, so I'm not going to record for very long because it won't be very nice to hear. But. Sullivan. Sullivan. Swilven. You're not that difficult. It <laughs> <laughs> isn't interesting. Well I reckon we can see a
0: good twenty miles in each direction. Oh at least, easily. at least,
1: yeah. Forty maybe.
0: A bit hazy in the distance. Yeah, and what's the weather like I bet here? But you'd take that.
1: It's not too bad, is it?
0: No, no, it's okay. clouded. started to climb over a little bit.
1: Yeah. So we'll probably not stay up here. Hello? Oh,
0: Hi. oh, Hi. oh dreadful, dreadful. <laughs> what uh
1: what made me what made us come up here? <laughs> Bye bye, safe journey down. Is Joel okay? I know he's feeling okay, a little. So
0: Yeah, he wasn't that far behind.
1: No. Welcome to the top. How do you feel? Leg weary.
2: A leg weary, alright. Yeah. So you get an even better view, probably, actually. At the end,
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I can go out there. I'm feeling a bit sort of. Yeah, I think it'll be pinned. less hairy than what we've
2: just been over.
1: Yeah, sure. That was the hairiest of the hairy. Oh, So. We clambered down off the top of the of Sullivan, and it was a long little journey down. But I felt a lot easier on the way back. Just found a little shelter beside a cleft in the rocks because the weather is closing in now. It's quite windy, so I haven't been able to record. Uh, we're quite tired. We've got to be, um, just by a little lock, and again at the foot of at the foot of Sullivan. Sullivan. Um, Yes, my thighs are absolutely screaming in pain, and my feet hurt a little bit. I don't feel too bad, but um, I'm glad a it. went to the top. would have been a shame not to have made it, but I did feel seriously uh, yeah, a bit scared, I think. It's difficult, a bit of vertigo, which I haven't really had before. Anyway, down the bottom, we've got about five or six miles, the lads have gone on ahead of me. And the winds just died down a bit so I can see our path, we're still quite high up at the moment but I can see our path snaking away across locks and alongside locks and through a uh, sort of heathery, rushy landscape down in the Glen, Glen Canisp. And um, so we are just making a shallow descent. Uh, yeah probably got about two, two and a half hours walk back to the car. So. You know, I've I've done more than I normally would on any walk, but I think but I think we've earned ourselves a wee dram or two in the bar in Loch Inver. Shall we do a little while the winds <laughs> satisfying day? Thank you, Gav, for bringing us here. We're just sitting by a little waterfall on this Canisp River. Can what's this? We don't know what this river is. I don't know. Yeah. How, how are you all feeling?
0: Uh, <laughs> is how my knees going to feel people. when I stand up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The problem. Probably seized up after a quick pit stop.
1: Pit stop. An apple yeah. and a beer, which is the perfect yeah. reward. Perfect reward. The, yeah. <laughs> I think I'll there may be some more drink taken later. Well, amazing. Well, I feel you know, Oh, looking back when we climbed that peak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it does look pretty staggering, and to be on top of that, it a great sense of achievement satisfying quite glad to be back down on the bottom it's another hour's walk and then we're done i think so yeah brilliant brilliant well over and out
0: and then a hot bath and (laughs) (laughs) a nice meal
1: (laughs) (laughs) so that wasn't the end of the adventure but it was such an absolutely wonderful days a wonderful day out in the mountains and something i've never done before just climbing tall peak, and spending it with two really good friends. So I'm really grateful to my good old friends, Joel and Gav, for such a brilliant day out. And I hope they listen to this and enjoy it too. Um, Just a couple of things, a couple of corrections and clarifications, obviously. We have a few of those sometimes. Listening back to the recording, I realised when I get to the top, or not quite the top, of Sulvan, the mountain that we climbed, I saw two birds, which were oozles. I got very overexcited, as you've just heard. But I didn't tell you what they are. They're actually little mountain blackbirds, a little bit smaller than the blackbirds we have in our garden. They're not terribly common, but one way to recognise them is they have these white bibs, and they're really beautiful and quite rare now in Britain, and they only come for the summer. So they're sort of summer mountain blackbirds, and I haven't seen them for years. So forgive my excitement, but that gives you a bit more context of why they're special. And we also, on the way to Sullivan, we captured that bird, that rather persistent but sort of evocative bird, uh, which we couldn't recognise, uh, that bird song. It was, I think, a green shank, which is a wader. Long legs, long beak, and normally you see them in marshes and wetlands, but this one was breeding up on the mountain. So that was a really memorable moment. And obviously the biggest thing I encountered was <laughs> about a bout of vertigo. Quite a challenging moment to find that your body and your mind is letting you down a bit when you want to get to the top of the peak. But yeah, a a completely exciting, thrilling day out. And talking of exciting and thrilling, I'm joined again in the podcast studio by my very good friends, podcast producer Jack Bateman and podcast advisor editor Hannah Tribe. Hello chaps, lovely to see you. Hello.
4: Hello.
1: So have you I mean I that whole experience was was as you know it was quite uh, quite scary. Have you ever been somewhere that gives you this sort of like, physically you feel frightened? I mean have you have you climbed somewhere or been underwater I
3: don't know. I'm not I'm not scared of heights but there's been a few times where I've been up high and my body seems scared of heights rather than me as a person. I remember I've done a uh, I've done a few mountains and I especially remember uh I went up the Eiffel Tower once and uh it was up the top of there and I could go near, near to the edge. I wasn't afraid to go to the edge or look over the side, but my legs just immediately started shaking. So I don't know whether it's just I've managed to conquer the mind over Matter thing and in my mind I'm like, I I don't need to worry, but my body's still worrying. But I, it was so, so strange. So I'm not scared, but I've my body's felt scared. I think <laughs> that's a good way to put it. How about you, Hannah? Have you?
4: I absolutely love heights. I really, really love being up high, and there being a big gap. I think it's from growing up on like around cliffs and climbing loads of trees and stuff. Like, I just, I cannot be high enough.
1: You're pretty fearless, actually. Yeah, uh, admirable. I, I found just the climbing up into like a void. With and you could it was forty miles in all directions you could see, but straight down. And it literally was if you slipped, it's a long way to tumble down to.
4: my my brain doesn't like um process the space that's there. It doesn't feel like it's hollow. it just feels like a continuation of the space. So I've never, never, ever felt frightened of even really, really like narrow ledges it's like it's, I have no concept of it being frightening I think there's something missing in my brain that is making me like well this, I wish but. <laughs> I wish it had been
1: missing in my brain I really did enjoy it and I think <laughs> I think I would tackle uh, I think it would be easier next time but that's uh, maybe you can teach me how to how to not be scared <laughs> I but I defy anyone and, you know it's it's a really steep climb I mean you're not quite on your hands and knees but it feels vertical and then you just keep going up and there's think you've got to the summit and then there's another summit and then there's another summit and there's that sort of sinking feeling if you've got to put yourself through another like walking along a narrow ledge to get to the next safe bit with just sheer drop each side and these ravens swirling around it's sort of yeah um well hopefully when we can all gather together we can go and do some scary stuff that would be fun out in the countryside (laughs) so we have oh we have a, a a few things to get through today. We've got some we've got some some reviews, we've got some comments, and we've got a sound of the week. So, Hannah, would you like to...?
4: So, I've got a particularly lovely review from Little Bevy, and they've given us five stars, so you know it's going to be good. Thank you, Little Bevy. Just like a pair of the best walking boots, this podcast just gets better and better with age. The podcast team brilliantly bring the countryside to life, be it nature, the landscape, or the history. The thought that goes into choosing the subject matter and how best to present it is obvious. The varied presenters are all superb and are so warm and engaging that they almost feel like family. I never fail to be enthralled, educated, or motivated. An essential part of your countryside kit do not head to the hills or your armchair without this podcast.
1: Nice. Thank you, Mother. <laughs> Um, that is so lovely and um thank you little bevy b uh that's one of the nicest things anyone's ever written about the podcast and um well it just warms the cockles and gives us more encouragement to keep going and think about what you've written and and try and keep up to those sort of heady expectations now i as a counter to that because we don't always talk about the really um, positive review. We've got a three-star review from someone who I think it is Snowdrop Eleven, but it's Sun W Drop Eleven. But we'll we'll go with Snowdrop Eleven. This is also on Apple Podcasts. And they say, I don't mind the ads at the beginning, but after listening to the sound escapes and Hannah saying,
4: I hope you're feeling relaxed.
1: Now then comes the ad jolting you back to reality. And they are never relaxing, easy listening ads. Always loud. I do enjoy the sound escapes apart from this. So thank you. So that's a really interesting point from Snowdrop11. Um, We love Hannah's sound escapes. They're brilliant. They are really relaxing. But of course, there are ads because these are podcasts. You get them for free, but there are advertising that goes with them. And we've thought a lot about it. And... The the advert at the end obviously does bring you back into reality. So it's something we'll look at. We don't want to shock people back into a rude existence, having just sent you off into a lovely part of the countryside with
3: some beautiful natural sounds. The uh, adverts especially help benefit the podcast. So by listening to them, you are directly supporting us and the podcast going forward, which we massively appreciate.
1: From soothing sounds to extraordinary sounds.
3: Jack, I think you've got sound. Of the week i have indeed i've delved through the podcast post bag and i have found a sound of the week from craig campbell and he's from australia and he has sent us a sound clip of the butcher birds that live just across the course at their house uh he said they sit on the balcony and sing followed by a lot of smiley faces so i think we're in for a in for a treat here
1: Extraordinary, Absolutely.
4: Doesn't that sound just like a squeaky gate? I was about
3: to say that is a squeaky but gate. If
1: I think yeah. like a squeaky cathedral door because there's that sort of deep <laughs> old... eh, I don't know, it's... Un...
4: Baroque imagination. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah maybe. Um, it's, so, it's unlike anything we have in Britain, with, with the possible exception of like long-eared owls at night or something like that, but that is just an extraordinary... Deep resonance sort of musical instrument. What a what a bird. Butcher birds as well. I'm I'm don't know about butcher birds. So it sounds like they might be fairly nefarious creatures, <laughs> up to no good. Um, really meaty song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, Yellow calf. Jack Bateman. Thank you, Craig. Brilliant to hear that. And obviously in Australia, he's in he's in Queensland. You're um you're just experiencing spring where we're just heading into autumn back in the UK so um, you're getting all your lovely birds and and just as we're sort of losing most of ours we've probably got a few robins singing so
4: yeah the robins have started and it's beginning to sound like autumn it's sort of got that cold feeling coming yeah, back
1: we're, we're recording this on the very last day of August so it definitely feels like we're betwixt summer and autumn and the robins singing
4: Smith. The end of meteorological summer today.
1: I think you might be right. We're, we're, we're clinging on to summer as best we can. But um, definitely, it's autumn surging in. As I look out of the window, the trees are gilded, goldening up, whatever the word is. And, and there's just that sense of change coming. So it's nice to think of spring in Australia. May it be a good one. So I think that's it for this week. But before we go, we should say a big... Thanks to Hannah for climbing out of her sick bed and coming to <laughs> to speak on the podcast because she's not been very well for the past week. But hopefully next week,
4: I'm just cleaning on. Up. I will be here next week.
1: Fantastic! So thank you both, and thank you for listening. And join us again for the Country Fire Podcast next week. Goodbye.